Hey, this is Semi Irregular with Denise and Lucy. I'm Denise. And I'm Lucy. Here we go. like an episode of theme songs top tv show theme songs but okay top tv show theme songs think about it i mean no the... se bien solo. <laughs> i don't know just think about it quizás i don't know quizás 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 i don't know quizás 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 or like um hey, condo, condo, condo. I hate it what, that, like, if I sing that song, I I feel the inclination to sing it all like, stupidly. Que sera, sera, sera. And I'm like, that's, that's not what that You couldn't even try. Like, you couldn't even try. Like, que sera, que sera. But there's, like, like versions of it in Spanish. I know. That I think are better, but whatever. <clears throat> Anyways. I need to stop clapping. <laughs> are we are we rolling? Yeah, we we rolling. rolling We're live. Here we go. Homies. We are podcasting. Podcasting? Hey, hey. Rolling with the homies. Rest in peace, girl. Love ya. <laughs> okay. Hey, Lucy. Hola. What's up? God damn it. Every episode. <laughs> you know, like one week there's going to be an episode where we don't sing at the beginning of it, but this is not that week. And they're going to be like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what even happened? Anyway, we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, nerds. Here we go. <laughs> what up, bitches? As Lucy says, here we go. <laughs> But I'm done. Oh my God. She's been like humming the intro song this entire time we've been trying it's to start so this cute. episode. I love it. Shout out, Paradine. Yeah. Shout out to persons whose name, whatever. Anyway, Lucy, <laughs> what's up? We're oh, back. you know, just living my best life. The people listened to our episode about Bob's Burgers last week, mm-hmm. or as I like to call them, Bob's. Robe. <laughs> Robe hamburguesas. Robe. <laughs> hamburguesas de Robe. Uh, uh, how did you feel about that? Are, were you loving it? Do you love Bob's? Mm. Have you caught up in the current season? I am completely caught up. I love Bob. <laughs> I watched the, the new episode Bobby. today. Mm-hmm. And you know when Dean was like slithering, he's like, "Call me Draco Malfoy because I'm yeah. slithering." Anyway, yeah. I had Hashtag a coughing food. fit. <laughs> had, had a coughing fit after that. Okay, well, Lucy, tell tell me what you've been up to this week. I feel like I haven't heard from you, haven't seen you. Glad to know you're here. I thank you, thank you. I'm glad to know you're here. Um, I've been keeping it on the DL. I worked a crap ton this past week, mm-hmm. so there's that. <laughs> um, I didn't do a whole lot else. I like worked mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but in between these, in between these, I went on a binge, a TV show binge. What TV show? (laughs) The Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one of those things where I know it's terrible. Right. It's not all terrible because like there's some people on it that I like genuinely think are funny. I watched like the first few seasons of that when I was... Well, you know what? I think I watched the syndication because it must have been like on NBC in the mornings or something like that a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, I ca- I got caught up on the new season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I watched and I'm like, oh my gosh, so much about this is so problematic. Oh. Are any is any of the original cast still on it or is all yes. new people? Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nene Leakes is still on it. She is. Yes. I find her hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think she's really funny. 
um, Cynthia Bailey, who I'm not sure was on the original, but I think was like on the earlier seasons. Okay. Is still on it. I think those are like the only three of like the OG ones. Mm. Cool. Because I know like, what's her name? <gasps> Why am I forgetting her name? I have no idea who you're talking about, so I'm just being... I'm being very polite and pretending that I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, well, yeah, just Nini and Candy and possibly Cynthia Bailey, but, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, the reason that I thought, like, that I was watching the New York seasons was because Eva. Longoria? No, I think that's her name. Eva, Eve, Eva. She was on America's Next Top Model. And I think she won her season. And she was a contestant on the show? Yeah, and I think she mm. won her season. And now she's on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it, like, really trips me out. Because, like, I used to watch America's Next Top Model, like, religiously. What season was she on? Eva? Yeah. Of America's Next Top Model? I'm pretty sure, like, one of the first five. Like... Okay. She sounds familiar. Yeah. Google her. I'm going to Google her right now. So it trips me out to see her on The Real Housewives now. Because it's been, like, ten years or something (laughs) since I last knew of her. Oh! she's wild i remember her yeah so it's like super random to me that she's on it now yeah she was really like she was like mean wasn't she she still is (laughs) she is she's still a little she's got it in her i mean they're all that whole and the thing is like you can never tell because it's like tv personality but she was an actress like she was in a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah so anyways that's what i did in my when i wasn't working i was watching real housewives (laughs) getting caught up well i was sick a lot which is why Mm -hmm. you know we actually tried recording this particular episode before and then i could not breathe so we were just like maybe we'll just wait a little bit yes uh and then my sister gabby and i are actually going to be i don't know what it's called like tabling or we're gonna have a booth or i don't know at this event in pilsen on the 19th and 20th Mm-hmm. where uh, she does like a lot of cross-stitching stuff and I sometimes do some jewelry, some beaded jewelry and we're actually going to be there as like our little sister collaborative. Ooh. So I've just been working real hard on that because turns out there's a lot of stuff that we need to do and a lot of things that we're not really sure of. So uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely post more about it on our socials, but our social media, but yeah like on instagram and twitter but i'm a little overwhelmed i'm not gonna lie there's a lot lot. there's a lot going on i've helped um, etc yeah i've helped adrian adrian's my brother by the way peoples Mm -hmm. um but he's an artist which you know not everyone knows but we did share his um art that he made for us i've helped him set up for like a lot of galleries and shows Mm. and it's always just so much work it is. I've done a, I've done this particular type of thing where it's like a, a tabling event a while, like a couple years ago, and I hated it, like fully, fully hated it. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, and the only reason I'm doing it this time is because my sister's doing it. And so hopefully it won't be <laughs> a terrible. You know, the experience itself wasn't terrible. It's was just my, my mentality was bad. So yeah. I didn't like it. I get that. But yeah, so I've been doing a lot of... A lot of stuff i'm excited about it i'm more excited about the stuff that gabby's creating because it's so adorable there's keychains and cross stitches and necklaces and it's just really cool yeah so i'll definitely post more about it on... and if you want to look at it what's the instagram <laughs> oh the instagram is cositas al punto it's in spanish because we're mexican 
Mexican. Plug your again. shit, girl. <laughs> I know I should, but I got embarrassed. I brought it up and I got embarrassed. It's, no, but I really I like looking at your Instagram too because everything's just so like cute. I love uh, it. Yeah. So it's we spent a little while working on the name, but it's in, in punto al punto when you're um abordado. I don't know. Like lots of different way names for like embroidery and cross stitching, and so gabby's always called the stuff that she makes cositas uh and so we just were kind of like okay well there it is cositas is like little things or cute little things yeah in spanish i like it yeah so that's what i've been doing aside from of course being very sick, like different weeks you know but that's life <laughs> also it's my cat son's birthday today <laughs> happy birthday happy morty. birthday mordecai morty for short he's yeah so he's my little baby monster angel yes <laughs> Lucy, what are we talking about today? So today, we're talking about the one and only Lizzo. Yeah, honestly, did you think? Did, did you, you think fucking think? These two ladies right here would start a podcast, would be doing a podcast, that there would be a podcast between you and me. <laughs> and we wouldn't talk about freaking Lizzo. And we would not talk about Lizzo. Come on, get out of here. Queen, queen. No, queen. come back. Come listen. <clears throat> Um, if for some freaking reason you are not aware of who Lizzo is, I'm going to read you her artist bio on Spotify. <laughs> just just so you like have all the facts, you know? So, combining her roots in Houston rap, gospel soul, and classical flute as confidently as she addresses issues of race, sexuality, and body positivity... Singer slash rapper Lizzo's music abounds with humor and charisma. Her 2013 debut, Lizzo Bangers, reflected her years in Minneapolis's hip hop and indie music scene. Doomtree's Laserbeak was one of its producers. <laughs> I like how that's in parentheses. <laughs> and as time went on, her style became more wide ranging and melodic. On 2015's self released Big Girl Small World, she added more RB and gospel to her sound. A trend that continued on her brash major labor words rewind her brash major label debut and breakthrough album 2019's "Cause I Love You," woohoo! And we love you, Lizzo. Good job reading, Lucy. Thank you. That was hard. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had to speak or read in public in a long time. Yeah, no, no, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's who she is. She's a goddess. She really is, and honestly, I'm, I'm really excited that we're having a conversation today about her because she is amazing. Now, I know that you and I have been more recent listeners to her. I know that maybe within the last year or so, mm -hmm. we got really turned on to her music. But tell me a little bit more about how you came to her music. I know you mentioned to me a while back that your brother sort of was like, hey, have you not heard of this person? Like, what's going on? So there's like, there was steps. <laughs> there okay. was a process. So I remember somebody sent me um, a video, like just like a viral video, just like a video on the internet as you do. And it was of this like girl who was just like twerking and playing the flute. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a mood. Like I had no idea who it was. I, I just was like, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then like fast forward however many months later, and it was when she did the collab with Missy Elliott for Tempo. Mm -hmm. I was seeing like, the dances of it come out like people doing choreography to it and then my brother adrian sent it to me and was like why do i feel like this is something that you would be like obsessed with because also he was me and we're all like super big missy elliott fans yeah so 
he was like, oh my God, Missy Elliott's making music. Look, 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 look. And I, I hadn't seen it. So then I found out who it was and I was like, this is amazing. That's who this? <laughs> who she? Who she? That's really sweet. Yeah. That's cool. He'll still, look, he really will just like randomly tag me and stuff and be like, here. <laughs> I was moving my pop filter, if you guys have to know, and then Lucy gets really mad at me because I'm impatient and I don't like to sit still. <laughs> she does it so often. It's I'm just trying to do my best. <laughs> I'm doing my best for the pod. Anyway, okay, so I... I want to say it's been about a year or so that I've been listening to her music. I actually was part of a Facebook group for a little bit where they were talking about like body positivity and sort of just being not hateful of yourself. And one of the uh, one of the people on there was like, have you guys heard of this singer? Her name is Lizzo. She's amazing. Listen to these songs. And so I did. I added them to my spotify like on spotify i actually go on there and i just like stuff to listen to later mm-hmm. and then it sat in my it sat in my um playlist for i don't know months and then i just like i don't know internet the internet <laughs> the internet is a thing that Not happened the, <laughs> i know there's like a singer called the internet or whatever yeah it's a group or a group called the internet not them just like <laughs> instagram <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so uh i don't know that's how we both found out about her. I'm curious, like, how other people found out about her. Like, I feel like it's, like, anyone. There's going to be super fans that are like, I knew Lizzo before Lizzo was Lizzo. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but I just, I know I've seen some people mention her being on Drag Race, too. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if that was more recent or... You know what's so interesting? That when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, I actually saw that she opened for Sleater Kinney. Which I know you oh. don't know who they are, but they're no. pretty big a group uh that was around like really popular in the 90s um uh and they're still pretty popular today they're going on tour they're coming to chicago soon but i i don't know if i can go and (laughs) (laughs) um so i didn't i had no idea that she was one of their openers she was like around yeah but i feel like like, that kind of tends to happen like it just happens with some people that's Mm -hmm. how i felt about i'm trying to think like who in particular i mean smino is not like huge he's like a rapper that i like Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing him on, like, Jimmy Fallon with Saba. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Here he is on Jimmy Fallon with Saba. And then he just did Ellen with Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, he's, like, really out here. Like, he's getting out here. But I feel like that's how it starts for people. Like, depending on who they know or who likes them, it's like you just kind of get taken along. And nobody knows how famous or, like, how famous you're going to get until you're there. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, a, oh. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I know that uh, Truth Hurts is, is super popular right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, we know that that came out in 2017. And she's always talking on her Instagram about how like how wild it is that because of her more recent like Stuff. mainstream thing, yeah. she's actually like heard that song, which came out a while ago, which has been there. It's not like it's suddenly a new thing, but that people are, are gravitating to it now. Yeah. But I also think, and I think we've talked about this, how it was in that movie, like, Something Great or Someone Great or whatever the Netflix <laughs> Whatever one. the Netflix movie is, yeah. I can never remember the name of it. But did it you was, like that? I did. I did like it. it. I liked it for what it was. I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's a masterpiece. But I was like, I watched it with my cousins, and I always do this. I'm always so judgmental. I'm always so, like, annoying about everything, <laughs> and I ruin things for people constantly. I'm always like, well, oh, this or that or blah, blah, blah. 
I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening. <laughs> Just to anybody who's ever watched anything with me any time in history. Because I'm trying, I'm working on it, I swear. Because I, <laughs> sometimes you do just want to watch something for fun or something can just be a romantic comedy or something can just be like a silly girl movie yeah. or whatever. Also, I just have an insane obsession with Lakeith Stanfield and he plays her love interest in this, so down. Yeah, I wasn't really into his character though. I didn't like his character, no, but I like his face. Yeah, but there I go again, <laughs> ruining everything. <laughs> No, but, like, that song was such a huge part of, like, the marketing for it, the trailer. Like, it's just been everywhere. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that it would now get more popularity. Well, I was telling you a while ago that, so as I always say, I try to go to one show a month, Mm -hmm. like a music concert or something. And so pretty much on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, I'll go to different venues here in the city, like their websites or... Mm -hmm. Their social media to see what's coming next. Yeah. And back in, it's a couple months ago. I was on the uh, the Aragon Riviera the- uh, Theater <laughs> website, website, and I saw that they had two shows for Lizzo. Yeah. And there was like, it was when she was. It was this was before that movie came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Tickets were like fifty bucks. I had the uh, same experience. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I was buying tickets for something else, and I was like, I'm going to get these first, and then I'm going to come back and get the Lizzo ones next time I get paid. Well, the next time I paid was af- got paid was after that movie came out. Yeah. And I didn't think about it for, like, I don't know, a little while. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I kept saying I was going to go get those tickets. And sure enough, it was very much sold out. Like, very, very sold out. Yeah insanely and, sold out yeah. and then the tickets that were made available were like 160 plus dollars the resale tickets or the ones on StubHub or anywhere else they were like 250 300 dollars yeah which i mean for she was at the aragon so i don't know how you feel about it it's not always my favorite venue yeah no i think it's just like too big yeah but not enough stage yeah no i yeah i feel the same way i mean it's a beautiful venue but also for general i feel like and I don't. I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like places like that like oversell for how many people should actually be in there. Well, you like saw- I know, like by regulation they can't, but it just. I feel like every time that I've been in there, it's been crowded to the point of like anxiety inducing. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god, this is way too many people. And fun fact, when we were gonna go see Kuko, I didn't end up go- like seeing him. He was at the Aragon, mm-hmm. and. When I saw videos online of, like, how many fucking people were in there, it was insane. Well, my sister Angie and her friend went. Yeah. And my dad and I went to pick them up after the show, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Also, I didn't go because I knew the crowd was going to be a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds. Yeah. And it absolutely was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why sure. are all these children out on these streets on a Sunday night? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, so back back to Lizzo. <laughs> we, yeah. got, we got concerts. We got, but we you got want to know what's something funny about like how popular that song became after like that movie. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of spiraled into a whole like like a female anthem. Like I, I think about it almost like Bodak Yellow came out and then all of a sudden I know it's not the same. I know it's not the same, but I'm saying <laughs> Can you describe my face to the people? <laughs> she just like grimaced. Like it was a true like face of disgust. No, but it's like in the way that people will take a song that was already out and then it turns mm-hmm. into like this thing where like you sing it out loud, you scream it at the top of your lungs and you're like singing it to your man. Like it's such a weird 
like men ain't shit thing but like she's not necessarily doing that but it's that kind of like virality that something gets where girls are like oh my god this is a female anthem like yes queen though i feel like lizzo's is like to me is more successful for like actually being that well there's that that famous tweet we all know where it's <laughs> Lizzo's doing what um Megan well, Trainor Megan Trainor's doing. Actually, but Cardi B wasn't trying to be you know what I mean like it what? was just like oh I understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so but what I'm saying is like an example the reason I thought it was interesting that we're talking about concerts is we both went to Tudor Cinema but you got there late so no but I'm saying <laughs> you know how like artists are like before shows they'll just have music playing like a DJ yeah. And it was like super chill, super quiet in there. And all of a sudden, you just hear the little piano intro <laughs> for Truth Hurts. And when I tell you, every fucking girl in that place was screaming this song at the top of their lungs, like while waiting for another show. Yeah. Like it was loud. Like it's one of those songs that, like, no matter where you go, if somebody plays it, if people play are going to sing it. Gonna sing it. Yeah. Well, when I went to see the Jonas Brothers, which I've told the people about already. Yes. Uh, did I tell them about it? You did. Yes. <laughs> it was your weekly obsession for the oh, Halloween right. episode, I think. I started crying when I couldn't <laughs> breathe again. Um, when I went to see that, they also played it at the stadium. And this was at the United Center, so you mm-hmm. can imagine. And this is like a sold-out show, so you can imagine how many people. And it's Joe Bro fans. Yeah. She actually posted a video on her Instagram a while back where it was just the stadium full of people screaming and singing it, and it was from a Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> yeah. So they, I think they make a point of playing it probably but yes anyway but it just speaks to like the i don't even know what you would call it like the massive popularity this song has gotten on like a mainstream level well even like going back to your point here about how it's been taken in as a anthem for women and just anybody that Mm -hmm. identifies with with what she's saying in that because all she's saying is that hey i'm worth i have self-worth yeah and i'm not gonna be like i'm not going to be ashamed of of believing in myself and having that self-worth and um i actually have a pin that i got at that event <laughs> i feel like i should do like denise's enamel denise, corner. yeah denise literally <laughs> has a pin for every mood <laughs> it's, it's little two little hearts and one is a, one of them says 100 percent, and then the other one says that, that bitch. bitch yeah it's really great and i what i really enjoy about lizzo's music the more you listen to it it's and certainly over time as it's developed you see this this thread of sort of not well you know how i feel about that saying of like quote learning to love yourself or how quote i learned to love myself yeah and i'm like gonna gouge my eyes out anytime i hear that because i absolutely hate it Mm -hmm. um i always tell you about how at work we had this uh this magazine with uh chrissy metz who's from this is us yeah and how the quote is like it's like a beautiful picture of her and then it's like how i learned to love myself (laughs) and it's like i mean i understand and i know that a lot of people do carry a lot of self-hate and help hate that's um that's perpetuated by cultural standards by societal standards by institutional standards like i'm not blind to that but it does drive me crazy when people are like how did you learn to love yourself or how what is your journey to loving yourself <laughs> because you're never gonna ask like you know Heidi Klum you're never gonna ask like Jennifer Lopez you know we're gonna ask like all these like conventionally st- like stereotypically beautiful women mm-hmm. like because you just assume that they carry love for themselves but yeah. anybody who is not within that uh stereotypical standard of beauty 
in this case women who are plus size fat women like whatever you want to call them us uh you know you're kind of have to carry this either self-hate or shame with you or you kind of have to be like carrying around your pamphlet of hey guess what i don't hate myself here are the steps because the underlying statement there is i should hate myself or i've have something to not love myself about and therefore i have to show people the steps that i took to get over how disgusting and like (laughs) gruesome i am yeah and that's just i'm tired of that that's so tired like (laughs) it's tired get a new book queen (laughs) it is and yeah uh that's exactly going back to that like Lizzo's doing what Megan Trainer thought she was doing because it's not even and like arguably a song like Tempo right where she's like you know um slow songs are for skinny hoes slow songs are for skinny hoes yeah slow songs are for skinny hoes uh it's it's not even putting down another woman's body it's more just like this is what I need yeah and I'm not going to be ashamed about moving my body and my body being right. in a movement um, anyway, uh, that's <laughs> me getting off my soapbox. <laughs> no, but I, I like it's a good good thing to bring up because I don't necessarily feel like she's the kind of person that has to bash somebody else to like lift herself up. And that's the whole point of her music. Yeah. You know, uh, a friend of mine recently posted or a friend of my sister's. I don't know. She's my friend, too. Brandy, what's up? You better be listening. <laughs> she recently posted this really interesting article about how you should love your fat friends like you claim to love Lizzo. Yeah. I haven't read the article all the way through. I have it saved on my phone. I've had it saved on my phone for weeks, but I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. And then there was another article that came out like recently where it, somebody was saying like how Lizzo says that she can live in a fat body and still love herself. Yeah. I don't know. This kind of narrative of people being shocked that people who aren't skinny or thin they have like self-worth <laughs> they can have self-worth or can care about themselves or carry love for themselves yeah i feel like that's a conversation that just comes up daily like mm-hmm. constantly in like small ways and big ways but that whole i mean there's like fucking memes about it everywhere where it's like oh my god i'm so fat and people are like oh my gosh no you're beautiful and you're like bitch i never said i was ugly it was like <laughs> did i say i like, was ugly but, but do you know what I mean? that's like everywhere oh, and the yeah. amount of times like i feel like we've i can't i don't know like we you've been told or i've been told whatever that's like wow like you dress so cute oh my gosh you're so confident oh my gosh like and it's just like the most annoying like mm-hmm. thanks but also like it's annoying things but get away from like me. it shouldn't be a surprise <laughs> that i'm comfortable in my skin oh i've been told so many times by so many people wow denise i'm so surprised that you dress so well for somebody that looks like you <laughs> i'm like cool like bitch what or do you remember <laughs> there was that face or the instagram thing that i sent you once that was like you're not fashionable you're just skinny yeah basically <laughs> but it's like the reverse of like you know like it's just such a standard that you can't possibly be like fat and fashionable it's like a shock well you know how do you do that (laughs) well being being fat is is performative like you can't because you you're either put your pigeonholed into one one or one place or another where you're a self-hating person who's pathetic and um is just like super sad in yourself kind of like the way that they portray kate's character in this is us yeah i have a lot of problems with it yeah kate is not my favorite character people assume that she's somebody that i'm like super no like no. that i'm like oh my god she's she she portrays everything that i've ever felt and i'm like no no 
and we can have a whole discussion about this is less than Kate, but uh, but she's also very fashionable, very well dressed. But nobody's ever been like, okay, you dress so well for somebody that's so hideously fat. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> that's not a conversation we're ever seeing. Yeah. But so there's that end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where you have to perform femininity. You have to perform, yeah. you know, dressing very well, doing your makeup very well, your hair. You have to be very feminine and very beautiful in order to have any kind of That's so appeal. Because I'm thinking of like um, Jasmine from BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. who she's had so many conversations about that. Like I like always feeling like you had to be feminine because that was the only way to be fat and be okay to be fat is if you were at least like really feminine and really girly and very chic and like Mm -hmm. you know like you should like and I think there's so many that happens in so many aspects of life because people talk about that with like being trans or being um like gender non-conforming or like the only way that that's acceptable shouldn't be in like just androgyny or just in yeah like you know like it's in passing in passing whatever yeah um, so whatever expected gender norm yeah so i think that applies in like every aspect of yeah i think that. so and it's 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 all toxic and it can be very powerful and it can be very empowering too because if um if your if your presentation if your display of your gender and your identity and your sexuality is within you know what you know feminine stereotypes or feminine feminine ideals and wonderful i support you fully um and then there's also people who are body neutral who don't emphasize bodies who are just like i'm a person i deserve to be treated like a human because Mm -hmm. i am a human yeah and whether or not i dress the way you want me to whether or not I perform whatever gender norms you want me to perform that doesn't take away the fact that I deserve to be treated with the respect that any person does deserve to have and so you know circling back to Lizzo I think that people are very shocked because she's not just like standing on stage saying you know I'm a girl and you're a girl and I am also a fat girl and I'm also a black girl and therefore we are perfect and we are goddesses and Mm -hmm. angels and queens because she does say that but she's also talented as hell and uses her artistry to portray that in a way that's not just her grandstanding yeah uh but she's also very provocative she's also always like twerking (laughs) ass out everywhere (laughs) literally there was a giant ass on the stage with her oh my god that video of her um at the airport and like or like ordering food in like a thong or something yeah queen yes exactly and and so (laughs) i think that there are again there's these ways of you're performing it because you're trying to fit into a standard or you're being transgressive and you're like you know what i'm taking this back and sexuality isn't a tool for you isn't a tool of the patriarchy isn't a tool of misogyny it's a tool uh of mine it's something that Mm -hmm. is mine i'm taking it back and if i want to have my ass out here it is (laughs) whatever (laughs) you feel about is your problem yeah she's like that in so many aspects because i remember when she performed at Lollapalooza coachella And everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that someone as, like, progressive and feminist and da-da-da as you would, like, perform at freaking Coachella. Like, how could you? Mm -hmm. And she was like, I understand that, and I understand all the reasons why, like, they're pieces of shit. But if they want to give me their fucking money and give me a platform to tell everyone why they're pieces of shit, I'm going to fucking do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's the same thing where it's, are you taking that money and doing that for just, like, 
the benefit of yourself or are you doing that and then progressing forward with still getting your message across to like millions of people and i feel like she does that like throughout her career Mm -hmm. which is why we love her yeah i (laughs) i have this this absolute just fondness this this general like i am so pleased i'm just so pleased by her anytime i see her because uh, this can sort of move on to like this cultural impact decision or talk conversation we thought we wanted to have because it's you know it's it's definitely a phenomenon like you were saying truth hurts is everywhere you can't play it without like uh people anywhere playing mm-hmm. it there was that little comic that i sent you where there's like a killer <laughs> they start singing this is how you would find me yeah yeah and then that's how you died because you can't help but sing along the rest yeah. of the song and uh i think that's something that really resonates with people and you know beyond beyond just the like body affirming body positive messaging do you because i feel like it's not just women or people who are identifying as women um in any any form i think that like really it's um it's a very widely appealing Mm -hmm. song and just movement what do you think about that like how do you like how how do you how do you feel that it's impacting us as a culture us as a, us as a society right now? I just feel like it's the idea of when you put one person up that allows the platform for other people to be put up. Mm, if you know, you're like shining, if I'm shining, we all go and shine. We all go and shine. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's that idea of like I can empower women, and in doing so, it empowers you to empower yourself. Because if I can do it. You can do it. And she always says, like, I think she's, like, had an, a, twi- a Twitter post or something where she's like, if you can love me, like, you can love yourself. Oh, my gosh. That's so from the tiny desk. Yeah. So she did the NPR tiny desk. She did um, say, oh, that was the tiny desk. And, I was like, I saw oh it my God, somewhere. That, the whole performance was amazing, honestly. If you haven't heard it or seen it, please do. Yeah. Um, we'll link it for you. But it's it was really great because not only was she – holding stage was she holding space she also took the time to be to acknowledge that she's like you know she knows she's very plugged in she's very involved in social media and internet Mm -hmm. culture and so she knows she's out there she knows that people have this tremendous love for her and she says if you can love me you can love yourself and i was watching that with gabby and i was like (gasps) (laughs) but see that's she wasn't saying like women or like she was just anyone in general if you can have love for me Mm -hmm. you can have that same love for yourself and i think that's i feel like sometimes with a lot of like female artists like men go to this other side of like oh, if they're empowering themselves, that means that they're hating on men or she hates men because this song, like, Mm -hmm. says why men gotta be great or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it goes to that other side of they interpret it as, like, man-shaming or, like, whatever. But it's, like, no, it's, like, if I'm empowering myself, that means that I want anyone to feel empowered. Sure. And so, like, you can do it for yourself, too. Like, that's that's her entire process. And she says that all the time, like, it... It's like a constant process of learning to care about yourself and like take care of you and make sure you're good so that you can do that for other people. And I feel like that's what she does. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that sometimes when we hear or when there is a a woman with us with either music or television or Mm -hmm. any kind of media, any kind of artistic expression, um, when it has to do with uh, acknowledging, you know, differences between the way society teaches treats people of different genders specifically women and men um 
and yeah a lot of times men might hear a song that's about rising up or being powerful or having you know finding your your inner strength of a goddess (laughs) (laughs) right um which is great you should find that but also yeah i do feel like a lot of men or, or people who do buy into that like it's either you're not either you are supporting everybody or you're supporting women but you can't be supporting women and supporting everybody yeah um it's unfortunately very similar to that like it's like an us or them mentality yeah or a lot of these these situations where we're talking about issues that affect women directly and if we're talking about that then somehow that means that men are somehow under attack Right. It, it rem- I don't know why this conversation is reminding me of, remember a while, I don't know if you saw this, a while back, Um, this lady made a post about her son who was like in the Navy or something and she was just like, because of hashtag me too and hashtag times up, my, a good man like my son will never be able to get a date, they'll never be able to date mm-hmm. women because they'll always be entrapped and they're always you know they'll never know how to talk to people anymore blah 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 and the thing is is not to go too far into this but it's the same it's the same thing as like when the black lives matter movement started Mm -hmm. and everyone was like well what about all lives and what about this and what and the whole idea of this concept is i can i can try to bring attention to this specific group and uplift it and that does not mean that i'm therefore excluding you it just means that this is what i'm bringing attention to you know what I mean? it's yeah. it's a constant battle of like just because i say this doesn't mean that that therefore includes anything you would find important it just means this is what it's important to me right now yes this I, is I what agree. i'm highlighting this is uh <laughs> it's not i want to i'm like not to, that. to turn it into like a conversation about this but no no, no but <laughs> i want to respond to that but i was just like curious trying to remember that post i brought up oh and the mom made up the hashtag hashtag him too yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was basically saying that, you know, he graduated number one in boot camp. He was awarded the USO award. He was number one in A in school. He's a gentleman who respects women. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by radical feminists with an axe to grind. I vote. Hashtag him too. Good lord. <laughs> like, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And even her sons were like, yeah, we're not. <laughs> that wasn't, I didn't make this. My mom, she's on something else. I'm sorry. Um, which is kind of hopeful because I, I think they also recognize how yeah, ridiculous Yeah, because her son's was. a good guy, didn't he? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> my mom's on something else. But you're right. Uh, it's it's very reductive and it's it's a tactic that's used to oh yeah to bring down this conversation. So whenever anybody talks about Black Lives Matter, you'll come up with this, you know, Blue Lives Matter, this All Lives Matter, and we're not saying that's not that the, your your life doesn't matter. We're saying that structurally, institutionally, socially, culturally, um, Black lives are in danger, mm-hmm. and they have been in danger since the beginning of this country. Hashtag slavery yeah (laughs) it's true i mean i don't i know it's very upsetting to people but it's true like you can't you can't divorce it from it sorry about it be mad about it die mad about it i don't care (laughs) die mad about it but (laughs) it's and it's i just feel like i don't know if it's because of the way that lizzo presents it that it's Mm -hmm. more consumable for people you know i yeah I, i agree with you i think that uh because obviously like the black lives matter and all there's such like political like violent charges behind all of that and it's already such a like toxic 
environment like mm-hmm. when you try to have any of those conversations and sometimes I feel like like with music or someone like Lizzo who mm-hmm. has that platform maybe she's just doing it in a way that people can process the, yeah I think you know? so I think so when I when I was doing research for the episode I read this article on CNN where she was basically saying you have the quote she says I realize that it's because I am who I am that these songs um that make these songs political basically she's saying that you know she has a song like coconut oil she's like if a white girl if a, if a skinny white girl sings coconut oil it's one thing if I sing it and it's this whole other thing and and it's true like essentially because she is who she uh, is you know a plus size black woman who is open about her sexuality who's open about you know just having a range of emotion uh anything that she says anything she does is a political movement is Mm -hmm. a social movement you know if somebody sings a song about having like love what's that one song um that was really popular a while ago that it was kind of like um another one of those anthem songs where uh she's Hmm. You remember it was like using commercials and stuff? I... But she's like, I'm a fighter. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I'm making all these references and have no you would have You would have to sing part of it. Oh or like I don't even melody. know the lyrics to it. Why don't you know exactly what I'm thinking about? I'm a fighter. Uh. So we took a quick pause <laughs> because Denise had to Google it. Okay, well, listen, we had some seamless transitions in <laughs> that you wouldn't even have noticed if Lucy hadn't brought it up. Yeah, but sometimes it's important it's because important. We, we didn't just fucking remember all of a sudden. We had to do Google searches for female anthems. <laughs> we were gone for a bit. We were gone for a minute. And I was just yelling at Lucy. I'm like, Lucy, you know what song I'm talking about. And then about. I knew exactly what freaking song I was like, about. it's like about fighting. Or no, I didn't even say that word. I was like, it's about like a fighter. Like power. Or like, you know, I'm a girl and I can Anyways, do it. Anyway, so the song was Fight Song by like Rachel platin or something i don't even know it's just a stupid title i'm sorry this is like my fight song you guys know what song Sing it, it, to it was everywhere no i'm done <laughs> it was everywhere but the point you were trying to make denise go for it yeah i was just saying that you have a song like that where it's also talking about you know being powerful it's taking back my right song you know this time i'm right song where it's essentially a saying like i'm gonna take the power back but you don't see this big old movement. Nobody's saying Rachel Platten is at the at the forefront of a movement because she's just another white girl singing a song. Yeah. But if Lizzo is singing a song, she's starting a movement. She's revolutionizing the face of music, which she is. But just by the 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 mere fact of her different identities, the different parts of herself, um, anything that she does is politicized. Anything yeah. she does is made into something bigger than it is and and rather than push back against it she's like you know what yes that is true so i'm going to use that platform like you said she's aware i'm going to use that platform and actually bring more information more awareness to things you know she has you know trans rights or trans lives matter posters on her Mm -hmm. stages when she's performing like but i think that's like the kind of like the sad side of being like an artist or performer or whatever of color because anything you do is seen as that like mm-hmm. n- like cardi there, there was a whole like issue that i had with people like massively hating cardi b because i was like i understand like 
why she's problematic or why some people would just not be into her. I understand that. But I'm like, you know how many fucking shitty ass rappers there are out there? And the one person that you want to make the face of the movement is Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Like that it's the entire idea of like it's like a plus side and a downfall because sure. if it's someone that doesn't want to be politicized mm-hmm. and they're still being politicized they're still being held as like the face of this thing then it like is a detriment to whatever they're doing right and, and that's why cardi has literally come out and said like yo like my songs are not meant to be life-changing my songs are not meant to be political my songs are not to like are not meant to be like m- inspiring a movement like they're fucking club songs yeah you know but she i feel like she had to come out and say that because people were like y'all this is y'all female rapper like this is the kind of shit y'all want to empower yourselves with and she was like no that's not the kind of shit that i want but that's the kind of shit i'm gonna make didn't you send me a thing where she then actually listed off people that yeah she was like if that's what the fuck you want look at well because then jermaine dupree's dumbass came out and said like female rappers are out here just talking about being strippers and and they're not talented and she was like I'm talking about being a stripper because I was a stripper mm-hmm. and that's okay too. But like, if that's not what you want to listen to, like look at all these fucking amazing rappers and female artists that y'all are ignoring because they're female rappers. Like mm-hmm. it's like a double edged sword. So yeah. like Lizzo, I think is the kind of person that is very aware of that, mm-hmm. but has decided to take it on. Yeah. Whereas she... Cardi's like, I'm not trying to be all that. Like these are people that are trying to be all that. That's their lane. Yeah. I you know? mean, sure. And I think there's, something to be said about that like I've, yeah. I've said like that's her music isn't the type of music that i enjoy but that's just because it's not for me no you like her and music. she has literally said it's not for you girl yeah and, it I'm, is not and I'm, I'm not out here saying okay <laughs> and i'm not out here saying how dare you make music yeah. that's not specifically for me as an individual because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's plenty of other artists you like know, that's same, it's in the same vein she's just decided to go a different way with it and like Lizzo is the kind of artist that is like, okay, I'm aware of that. I see that. I'm gonna use it. Yeah, she said she's uh she said in what was it? I think it was in another article uh, where she was saying I'm a pioneer of a creative modern self love movement, one yeah. that um has body positive music that isn't that isn't going to be compromising. And yeah. you know something that I also really love about how she uh, uses her platform is when she talks about. Her struggles with mental health, her struggles yeah. with, um, you know, reconciling everything that she's going through as well as reconciling stuff in her family and her life. Uh, she talks very publicly about going to therapy, talks very mm-hmm. publicly about the benefits that it's had for her, how she's hel- how it's helped her um, shape her um, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> her, um, her identity. I-, I remember, what is that show? Is like the Breakfast Club or something like that. Ugh, yeah, I I heard her like in an Uber to work or something. She was on there <laughs> one time, and she was talking about like her time in therapy. And I think it it's very powerful too because we know that like within certain communities, like we're both like Hispanic Latinas, we know that sometimes within our community, it's not talked about. It's not something that it's very we don't do that. We don't we don't need to do that. That's yeah. stuff for white people. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and she, you know, it's very similar in the, the black African-American community. It's it's a very stigmatized thing mm-hmm. that we take care of ourselves. We don't need that. You know, that's something that um, if you have a problem, you talk to your family or talk to Jesus about. Yep. In, you know, in our community. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure in many others. Um, one thing that I read in that CNN article as well, she was talking about vulnerability mm-hmm. within her music. 
and it's not just talking it's not that just we love Lizzo for every every cool cultural thing she's done because we also really enjoy her music yes uh but within her um her music that I think this article was specifically talking about because I love you the album that came out (sighs) yes uh where she's very vulnerable like her vocals are not like you wouldn't say they're like oh they're 100% perfect they are very vulnerable because the music she's sharing is vulnerable it's Mm -hmm. um you know it's raw it's it's like intense and so when you're there you're like oh wow (laughs) i'm feeling something and i feel you feeling something and that's what connects people yeah so lucy we both went and listened to the album with the intention of talking about our favorite songs yes so i want you to tell me uh about the your first pick for favorite song from lizzo's april 2019 debut album because i love you it's because i love you (laughs) (laughs) that's literally my favorite song i have played that song over and over again and been in my room in my little feelings and just listened to it because it's such a good song all right tell me more about why well You didn't. You didn't see it, but Lucy kind of like took her hands out yeah, of her little hands sleeves. together, and then she put them together. She went. Mm. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. Again, we've talked about this. Talked about this, but I am such a like R and B. Give me a run, get hit that little falsetto. Like that's my entire <laughs> vibe. A lot of the times for the music that I listen to, like and thoroughly enjoy, and "Cause I Love You" is like the perfect song. It's so good. Her vocals are amazing. Like, she has a lot of, like, breaks in her voice where it's just, like, her feeling the emotion and kind of letting it out through her vocals. And also, I just, like, completely, completely identify with everything in that song. <laughs> like, the part where she goes, like, what the fuck are fucking feelings, yo? Like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't, I'm not like this. I don't feel these things. But, like, I guess I do now. Like it's just such a good song denise i can't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on. So, i i love it <laughs> how denise felt about the jonas brothers i feel about that song i feel like that about most things in my life yeah but i i mean the lyrics are amazing and again it's like you said like her vulnerability and being like you know I, i've never been in this spot where i've felt this way about someone but like you it boo you it <laughs> i mean she even says like i don't even want to hoe no mo like, I don't even want to live the life I was living anymore because I just have all these feelings for you and I just want it to be you. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. I love it. Yeah, I, I love that song too. <laughs> so good. Her her performance of that on Tiny Desk. Oh, Ooh. Tiny Desk was amazing. Again, we're going to say it a hundred times. If you haven't seen it, watch the freaking Tiny Desk. So aside from Because I Love You, mm-hmm. excuse me, I also... <laughs> I'm obsessed with Jerome, surprise, surprise, and lingerie, surprise, surprise, all the R&B ones, <laughs> with, like, a special little shout-out to Tempo, because that's just, like, a, an entire bop. You're the one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I love the whole album all together, so it's yeah. not like I'm going to be like, well, I like this one more. Uh, you and I had this conversation, actually, about when I was trying to choose mine, because <laughs> I was like, do I want to pick the ones that are very much, like, girl power, like, this and that? And I decided that yes. So my top three picks. <laughs> I are, decided that yes. <laughs> are like a girl, soulmate, and crybaby. All and so, good. So like a girl and soulmate, they are very much like 
like a girl and soulmates only it's about like choosing yourself and loving yourself Mm -hmm. but what i really like about both of them is that it's it's again not this like hashtag girl power song even though they absolutely are with good reason uh they're they're actually very um inclusive they're very like they're bops first of all more than anything and then on top of that it's one of my favorite lines ever is if you feel like a girl then you're real like a girl Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Soulmate, she's talking about choosing yourself and actually taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and how your relationship with yourself has to be the most important relationship right. because if you don't value yourself and have self-worth, it's not about, again, it's not about RuPaul, like how you, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Which is true, I think. But it's also, if you can't carry love for yourself, how are you going to take care of somebody else? How yeah. are you going to be a partner for somebody else and so you have to above anything else value yourself as an individual Mm -hmm. and be able to be alone with yourself and be uh, comfortable with who you are as an individual Uh, and those are two really great ways of explaining it yeah and crybaby baby is just like a full prince inspired bop yeah i'm here for it prince vibes yes total prince vibes and Okay, but can we just talk about how anytime anyone channels Prince vibes, it's a fucking masterpiece, like Childish Gambino in Redbone. Well, (laughs) because Prince was a master. So (laughs) anything that's inspired by him and his music was just by association going to be great. It's just amazing. But I also, I just really like that this entire album has like a song for everyone. She didn't really stick to any like conventional like this entire album is going to be rap songs or this entire album is going to be pop or that you know like she kind of just whatever she was feeling for each song was the Mm -hmm. genre yeah i think that it's yes i agree with you like it's there's plenty for us to like and we've always talked about this where we maybe don't have the same exact musical taste but the fact that we can find a few artists who even within one body of work we can both find something that we're really really into mm-hmm. it says a lot about that person's artistry and so if you haven't already taken the time to listen to all of lucy is really annoyed because her neighbors are making a lot of noise but we're just gonna keep working through it and yes. we're sorry if you can hear it uh we've <laughs> taken a few breaks to try to i literally just did the most massive eye roll side eye moment because i also just hate here. this guy <laughs> if the neighbor were here we're here you know that saying you know if looks could kill whatever. he'd be fucking dead oh my god lucy <laughs> he's the worst wow anyways um yeah so <laughs> anyway um we can really truly ramble on and on and on and on about lizzo like we really are just overwhelmed with love appreciation you know yes. just passion <laughs> for lizzo <laughs> So if you have any thoughts that you listening would like to share with us about Lizzo, what's your favorite song if you have listened to the album? And this time we stuck around to the album, but of course, every freaking song is great. So Where the hell my phone, Denise? Where is it? How am I going to get home? <laughs> <laughs> Everything she's ever made is amazing. But yeah, let us know what your faves are. Everything she's ever done, seen, witnessed, been a part of, experienced, yes. Yes. referenced or not referenced. <laughs> <laughs> is great yeah but yes this has been really fun lucy and we should start heading out here but um where can the people listen to us um on all platforms spotify soundcloud itunes podcast apple Apple podcast Podcast. whatever you want to call it (laughs) our website 
you know, semiregularpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. You can find all of our information at semiregular.com. No, <laughs> semiregular. You pulled a Lucy. <laughs> semiregularpodcast.com forward slash links. And as you heard in our Bob's Burgers episode, you know we're about to start that Harry Potter, Potter. Uh, challenge. Or was it a challenge or book club where we're going to be, you know, just going hard right off the bat and doing the whole Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you know, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and, and the Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Stone, Stone or Philosopher's Stone if you're going by the British. If you're British or, you know, non-American, which is great. Um <laughs> So yes, go on our website, semiregularpodcast.com forward slash link. Or <laughs> I swear I know what I'm doing. Semiregularpodcast.com forward slash book club. Yes. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. What do you want us to talk about? Please let us know. Um, we're really excited about it. And anyway, um, if you happen to be on apple podcasts lucy what should the people do denise you know the first rule of fight club is that you don't talk about fight club Mm. but what you can do is talk about this podcast on itunes (laughs) podcast and leave us a review share us with your friends don't talk about my transition but don't mention our fight Club. but talk about us but talk about us yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever done. The best um, so you know we'll, ever we'll, end we'll, we'll end it on a high note. <laughs> it's been real. It's, it's been really, really y'all. Um, okay, bye. bye. bye.